The Federal Reserve is looking to stabilize a downright shaky economy today, announcing they'll be infusing $500 billion worth of cocaine into Wall Street. But will it work? This story and more on today's episode of The Topical, which you can listen to every day on your phone, computer, or if you're my next-door neighbor by pressing your ear up against the wall we share. From The Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm your host, Leslie Price. Stay with us. These last few weeks have seen the stock market plunge to record lows as the novel coronavirus spread across the country, leading to rampant financial uncertainty. But the Federal Reserve is looking to jumpstart the stock market by infusing $500 billion worth of cocaine straight into Wall Street. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said he's counting on the half trillion dollars to turn the roughly 200,000 men and women on Wall Street into coked-up animals eager to buy any stock in sight well into the morning hours without any break for food or water. OPR financial reporter Remy Berglund has been following the stimulus and joins me now. Hello, Remy. Hi, Leslie. So how has this changed Wall Street so far? Well, to start, Wall Street's closing hours have been pushed from a 4 p.m. close to a 5 a.m. close. The Federal Reserve calculated that that should give those on Wall Street a few hours to crash if they need to before plunging their noses back into another line yeah. and getting back to trading. Additionally, all of Wall Street's top firms have been provided with individual defibrillators to keep investment bankers and hedge fund managers going in case they go too hard and have a heart attack mid-buy or sell. Wow. Now, is there a precedent for this kind of thing? Yes, but not on this scale. During the Black Monday financial crisis in 1987, for example, the Federal Reserve responded by sending a smaller $5 billion shipment of cocaine to a few select top-tier firms like Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley. Unfortunately, due to the relatively small relief package, the feds had to settle for cheaper cocaine that was cut with benzocaine, Mm. which just made everyone turn paranoid and caused the market to crash even further the next day. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with benzocaine. That shit will make you peel off your forearms. But here's my main question. Is $500 billion enough to buy the good quality shit you need to function three days in a row without sleeping? Many critics are saying that they need at least a trillion dollars worth of coke, because a trillion is what it will cost to get the clean powder they're used to snorting off the bare chests of high-end strippers. It seems like they might have had a point given that two hours after the cocaine arrived, thousands of traders and investment bankers blacked from going too hard too fast. True, that wasn't an ideal start. However, a second bump got everyone back to the right levels, and there have only been 200 reported overdoses across Wall Street so far. Okay, so it looks like they maybe just needed to get back in the swing of things with that second bump. Is the Federal Reserve providing any additional stimulants to keep Wall Street churning? Yeah, the Fed did fly in each EDM house DJs from all over Europe today to keep the energy levels up on the trading floor and in Wall Street's top firms. The DJs were also accompanied with physicians who could be there on hand in case anyone needs something a little more heavy-duty, like crystal methamphetamine. Right. Now, Remy, you've spent some time today on the trading floor and in the pits of some of Wall Street's top firms. Is it clear yet if this $500 billion influx of powder is making any difference? From what I've seen, yes. And it's been quite a sight to see. You've got suddenly overly optimistic hedge fund managers profusely sweating through their shirts and ordering their teams to buy about every stock imaginable. Investment bankers collapsing into each other's arms, crying that they love each other and wish they could buy stocks together forever. I even saw a man buy airline stocks as he choked on his own vomit mid-overdose. It's been really inspiring. Hmm. Take a listen to a Goldman Sachs associate I spoke with earlier. Listen to me, man. I'm seeing everything so fucking clear right now. You and me, brother, right here, right now, let's fucking buy a billion shares of the Ramada Inn. (laughs) 
Wouldn't that be fucking crazy, bro? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, the Ramada Inn has never been more financially stable thanks to that man. So it seems like this might actually be working. Yeah, I'll say. I just took a look at my 401k and it seems to have shot right back up to where it was last year at a cool five grand. So I'm feeling good. Wow. Well, finally, some good news among all this negative coronavirus junk. That's OPR's Remy Berglund. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. If you were in the mood for three more pieces of news in bite-sized fashion, you're in luck. Here's what else you need to know today. Some good news today on the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Many health experts are now optimistic the COVID-19 virus will naturally die off once climate change raises world temperatures another 20 degrees. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that can't come soon enough. A new PETA ad out today is warning people that once you put googly eyes on a banana, eating it is murder. The ad insists that if the banana has eyes, then it has a soul, even if said eyes are from an arts and crafts store. PETA went on to recommend that if you do put googly eyes on a banana, or any fruit and vegetable for that matter, it is only ethical to then either release it back into the wild or care for it as a pet until it passes away naturally and comfortably. Succeeding in the food industry has never been an easy feat, but it may be harder than ever. An alarming new study has found that most restaurants fail within the first year of it becoming illegal to go to them. But I still say if you're passionate about cooking, don't let the laws get in the way. It's like I always tell my kids, you're probably going to fail at whatever you do, so who cares? Well, that's it for The Topical today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And lastly, don't forget that this weekend is OPR's annual scrap metal and parts drive. So be sure to get out to your local junkyard and strip some engines, air conditioning units, and radiators, then kindly send them to OPR to sell for cash. And if you don't have a junkyard nearby, we encourage you to just find a home under construction and steal some valuable copper wire to send our way instead. So until next time, Happy scrapping!